Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast where we take a member of the Channel 3 community, discuss three games of their choosing, some honorable mentions, future game to look forward to, and some other odds and ends, and have a good old video game conversation. I'm Dan. With me, as always, is El Ray. Hey, everybody. Today, our guest is one of the youngest, but also one of the most consistent users on C3, Ben Monty. Welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight? Good. How about you? Doing all right. So, first question. Are, has your winter break started yet? Yes. It has. Congratulations. I hope you thoroughly enjoy your time off. Ben Monty is the first winner of the podcast Blank Check. Got himself the blank check on the, on the wheel spin. And so he chose to have an episode for himself. And here we are. So we're going to get going with Ben Monty's three games. All right, on that note, let's get to that first game, Bam Monty. You talked about Skylander's Trap Team being game number one, 2014. Not many ratings yet. At the height of the toy-to-game, toy-to-life craze, frankly, that happened throughout the 2010s. Uh, tell us, why, why Trap Team? How Trap Team end up being at the top of the list here? Since, like we said at the beginning, I'm one of the youngest people here on C3, so I'm not knowing as much games as some people here. And this is one of the first games I ever got to play play on the Wii because it was Christmas time and I just got a Wii U for one of the gifts and it came with uh, Skylanders Trap Team as an exclusive to it. Came with two characters and I decided to try it out first and the first thing I did was log on, had two playable characters and had to put them on a portal. It seemed a little boring at first but then the farther I progressed it seemed more fun because there was like action you kept fighting bosses and like there's a boss fight every time you would do one there's like there's more than one thing you would do because there'd be these crystals with all these villains you would have to trap in them eventually you could use these crystals and put them in your portal and use them as your own characters. And this game originally started as just Spyro's thing. You know, a ton of people have heard about Spyro. And since it started with him, eventually progressed into Skylanders with him being the main character. Progressed to more games. And each game that came, more characters were created. And there would be a ton of them. Like, one of my favorites, though, was still Spyro because I would still use him all the time. Like, that was the third one I got. Instantly got it before I started playing. And when I started the thing, I would have fun because you would have all these powers like the swords. You could get gold coins similar to Mario, Sonic. I would just play this game for hours and hours. And eventually, there would be, like, actual boss fights. Like, some of the bosses were weak. Some of the bosses were strong. Not only during this, but it was an entire storyline type of game. So, I wasn't too familiar. Frankly, I've so I've got, like, a whole toy-to-life shelf, and we're going to talk. I, I've probably got more to contribute when we talk about Game 3 here, which we're going to come back to that. But I do have a, a section dedicated to Skylanders, because... The third, I think it was the third one came out when Toys R Us crashed and burned. And, you know, my yeah. kids just kind of gathered. They were, yeah, they were like 50 cents a piece. We just kind of gathered a bunch of them up. They frankly end up playing with them more. I've never even hooked the game up. <laughs> they have more fun with the figures than the actual game. And the funniest part is I've, I've got, I think, Crash Bandicoot Neo Cortex uh, in the mix there. So uh, yeah, the those Sky- also came with the game. Yeah, the, the Skylanders really picked up, though. And the funny part was the, the kids haven't played that game. I haven't played played that game i'm looking at a bunch of the crystals from it that are up there on the shelf they look really cool on a shelf i'll tell you that much uh but the other funny thing is there were a, a few seasons of a netflix series that went along with that too like you said it started with spyro yeah, i saw that yeah yeah you had the whole spyro uh you know initial trilogy there it's been re-released since then but skylanders just i don't know what made them make that transition that that was going to be the brand they took into the toy to life craze but they really made that work in there 
I remember because going off the trap team a little when the last one came out before Skylanders decided to stop the game started to like get really expensive and even I went to buy the seventh one obviously because this was one of my favorite games I ever played then the first thing that happened that stopped me from playing some of it was the characters would get way expensive like the first character I bought was only five dollars and then eventually it got up to like fifty dollars a character yeah it was crazy because most of them it seemed like they were even and again we'll, we'll talk more about this probably when we get to game three but like the retail yeah. price for those things was averaging like 15 20 dollars so you didn't have, you know if you buy three of them out of the i don't know how many there were for skylanders but you buy three of those things and you may as well have just bought another game that was the the crazy part about yeah. it and some of them just try and make it like oh you know you can't really do the whole thing unless you have this character over here with this ability and you know we're not going to discuss the lego dimensions one but that was that that again oh, yeah. was another one we just kind of like hey we've got a bunch of them for like <laughs> for 20 bucks and that made it worthwhile but i couldn't figure out the sustainability of it because you couldn't even play levels in lego dimensions without that so uh it was pretty cool yeah. skylanders made it work though yeah i still think one of my favorite memories is when i went on to the chaos level the final level it was my first time i actually played a level that i couldn't beat the first try so i kept trying for days and days and days and i finally was able to build it and beat it but the one thing i do remember is after that game started getting harder because i realized having no brains at all as a, at a young age that i was on easy mode I'll, I'll let you know something now. You say you got no brains at all now, and and where you're at, I'm I'm pushing forty next year. Yeah, it doesn't get better, bud. Yeah, because apparently I was on easy mode, so I switched to harder modes, and I kept playing and playing. I remember I would play this with my family and friends all the time whenever they came over for one two. Whenever I got home from school, because mostly we do this during the summer, because that's when I really started playing it. And I would finish it a bunch in different um, things because you could save different servers. It was just really fun. I do think, however, this was two years ago when I tried it again. I, went on, I hooked my Wii up to my TV. This was the first time I've actually hooked up my Wii U in so long. So I tried it out and the graphics made me think that I am glad for what we have today. They were very rough what they when they looked like from then. Hey, listen, when you go back and and I was I was around your age when Nintendo sixty four came out. I remember cracking open Super Mario sixty four and it was the cleanest, most perfect thing I've ever seen. And my memory of it right now, even, is that it looks the same as Mario Odyssey does today. Perfect, clean, cartoonish, and every time I turn it back on on the Switch, I, I I'm horrified at what I'm looking at and horrified by the control scheme. So that's only gonna get worse with yeah. the way games are going these days. So buckle up. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely have to buckle up on that car i do remember though first one of the first times i played it i decided to play with my brother and he was two and a half years younger than me i was only seven or eight at the time when this happened so i'm obviously the best part about it was i was able to help him understand i mean yes it was frustrating helping someone that didn't know how to do anything with the controller at the time especially if they put it in their mouth one time but I had to explain all the controls, and that just made me realize that I could play this game more often. Still feel like this is the first time I'm playing it and learning it all over again. But when I did play, it was so fun. Like, you could play with two characters, and this was the first time I played multiplayer on it. And went much smoother when playing. I could get all the crystals. I could get all the power-ups for all the characters. I could get all the gold coins. I could just go much faster through the game. All right, so we move on to game two, to the present now. It is Fortnite, which is four and a half stars on channel three. Is no strangers to anyone here. So Ben Monty, let's start. I don't know, are you a build person or are you a no build person? Build. You're the build person, right? Which makes We'll play no build if someone, if someone wants to play no build. I don't really care, but I would prefer build. Okay, tell me why. Because this happens a lot because... I first started build player and always wished no build because I was awful at the game when I first started. And the worst part about starting when I did is during the worst season 
in Fortnite history, Season X. Just imagine not knowing how to build, and no build wasn't available in the first chapter. Just going into the game, not knowing anything. The first thing that happens is a mech just jumps on top of you and you have nothing to do. So what is it? Tell me, what what is it about Fortnite and the building that all the younger people love? Because this is definitely a young person's game. I know a bunch of students love to play. So tell me, tell me why Fortnite is a young people's game. So one, this is the first, like a bunch of kids my age usually want to play shooter games, but some parents don't like shooting games because some parents will complain about blood and all the graphics and all the bad things that happen in it. This game doesn't have any of that, so more, most parents will actually allow this game. They First, you have to, obviously have to convince them, but once you start the game, it like gets fun because you can play with a bunch of people and one of the custom things came out in creative. You just practice all your skills and get better at the game much faster. I do like you do a lot of creative mode? I do a lot. I like how the most parents play. and some parents are in the background there. <laughs> yeah, be real, care real careful how you're throwing that out there right now. So I'm being careful. What are you doing in creative mode? Are you doing like the one-on-one -on -one box fights? Are you doing a zone war? What, what are you doing when you're creative? I will play box, box fights sometimes just to get a little warm up. And then I'll play zone wars go goaded. That game, you get to play with like people that are more experienced at the game than you. Mm. You can like learn what they're doing by watching them in case you die. And it helps me get better because time i was playing still figuring out the first time how to edit on a playstation mm -hmm. and some guys started helping me and i started to understand editing much more on it and i ended up getting 12 kills out of the server that time so are you playing you're playing on playstation is that where you play fortnite yeah i play playstation so you play on a controller yeah all right, so here's the next question. Now, this is kind of an older thing, but I know a couple of my students still do it. Do you play with a claw grip or do you have paddles on your controller? Or you just have a normal controller. How do you play? I just play a normal controller. Okay. I originally started, like the first time I ever started on, on Fortnite, it was actually a mobile player. And one thing that mobile players always had hate for was the aim assist. Mm -hmm. And I always turned it off because I didn't feel like I wanted actual skill at the game and not just having that effect. Like then sometimes people would always accused me of having it because i was on mobile i was very good with the deagle when that was still a popular weapon mm -hmm. i could hit headshots or shots from anywhere with it like on one shot modes and creative with all my friends just hit crazy snipes on them with it or trick shots so i i, I gotta then, pull it out here i've been i've been holding back is uh, again you you are a hero in the in, in my family's home as uh frequently you're willing to to pair up with me and my son uh going out there which the funniest part of it, I, and I just need to know, is there a battle cry that happens on your end? Because you know, someone will mark a spot, we get out of the battle bus, we start heading down. You know, my son and I, we start looting, we're getting ready, we're gearing up. You don't stop, you don't look back, you just start going off on a mission, just trying to see if you mm -hmm. can get to three dozen eliminations or not. What? T talk to me about that. How does that happen? I just think that if you don't kill everyone at your location instantly, there's no chance of you escaping. Back when Tilted Towers was still a thing, you landed there, there's no escape. You kill everyone or you don't. That's the only way to stay alive when that was still a thing. See, I don't even bother like, landing at Tilted Tower. Like, I joke because we, we did a, a birthday party for my daughter today, and she wanted a Fortnite theme, even though her main thing is to just drive around and look at things. But it's just funny because, like, I no, I would never land there. I land on the outskirts <laughs> of town, find some abandoned farmhouse or gas station, loot that, and all right, I'm ready then. Let's 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 go for it. But we, like I said, we we turn around, you're gone. You're you're gone. We look up, there's eight eliminations already, and the match has been on for a minute and a half. And, uh, you know, once in a while, we, we one out of every time, ten times we got to come dig out your reboot card or, or come try and heal you mm -hmm. but most of the time you're just out there taking bodies 
I think that's the one thing I have most skill in. Like, I'm good at building. The one thing that got me good at the game was my aim and how much I could get with every gun. Because building's good, but this is the only reason why I'm not as good at building as I am with my aim. The mobile was very bad at building, and it doesn't let you edit for some reason that much. I would try to edit, wouldn't let me play box fights, regret every moment of that. And I played Zone Wars box fights, regret even more moments of that. Then I just decided to get better at my aim. So I would go on aim trainer, like what that people set up at creative, practice on that every day. And my aim just became really good. My favorite weapon at the time, now before mobile got lost, was finally gone forever, sadly, was Apple. The only reason I'm not going to talk about Apple is because I have some very strong opinions, some next to me about apple so i'm not going to say anything about it and how i think apple is wrong in this opinion i'm just going to say that once it happened before it happened i was very good with the charge shotgun and i could at least build stairs in the game on mobile so i would build up stairs and then i'll jump down and hit some crazy shot with the charge shotgun one time when crash pads were first in the game i built up to max height hit a bunch of bounce pads them down on the ground jumped off made a crazy 200 pump with the charge shotgun Hey, listen, just to let you know, you may not be safe in the room where you're at, but this is a pro-Android uh, podcast hosting team. At least, <laughs> at least at least once we can convince Ray's wife to uh, to make the jump back to Android. We're, we're getting it. It's, we're going to get there. It's going to be a few years just for, for the sake of when phones change, but I think we are heading in that direction. All right, last question. Tilted Towers is gone for now, but we always it comes back eventually. But what are your thoughts on the new map? What do you like? What do you not like? Tell me about it. Last part. Not a bad map, but the only reason that's keeping me usually away from saying that it is is the graphics because map tiniest the map has ever been in the game is now and there's only nine locations like last chapter we all thought there was barely any locations at 13 but this is nine which is still tons of area there could be location even though it's still a tiny map the map locations like why am i forgetting the names now like slappy shores i love Mm -hmm. that because i remember the slurp factory back in chapter two yep it just reminded me of that instantly, and that's why I landed there first. And I played second my first game that day. I regret what I did, though, because apparently I didn't know anything about the hammer, and that is very <laughs> overpowered. It, it was just new. I don't want to hear about the hammer being me. overpowered. These balloons are overpowered. Are Like, this is how I won my first game. Well, this is how I got a kill in the first game. This is not how I won the first game. Got balloon augments. Flew in the air. I had a rocket launcher. Someone shout out my balloons. So I shot them back to the lobby with a rocket launch in the air. Well, yeah, the, blue, the, <laughs> the balloons are a bit nuts. I, I agree with you. There is less there. Are, the less locations is odd. I'm hopeful that they're just they just are planning on adding things because there are less locations. I notice it as I try to take pictures that I'm going to the same spots and I have to try to pick different areas. So I totally agree with you there. Yeah, they, there is a belief, though, and Pump believes me on this. He's seen this, too. There's supposedly throughout either seasons or updates the lands that are far from the actual island they're going to add it and combine it to the island and smush it together with the zero point doing it mm-hmm. to add more locations supposedly tilted towers isn't fully deleted from the game because the clock tower is in one of the areas and mm-hmm. under the all the ice there and i go to it sometimes but the yeah one I, I, thing I, that been there go ahead the one thing i do want this map to happen though is to at least 
make sure there's no there's more locations that's all i want like and keep them outside as long as i can get map location all right bam let's jump into game three we're jumping back into the toy to life realm you brought up disney infinity now i, I don't know whether you meant specifically the original two three you know what what are your thoughts here what are we talking about when we're going into disney infinity um, the marvel version in 2.0 ah nice yeah see that that one came what, what i hulk i i know uh hulk was uh one of the big what was it black widow came black widow hawkeye were they the ones that came with the initial set for that one i think i know that i had this just on my phone i know that black widow and iron man definitely came with it that was it was, yep. yeah it was that and it was also thor yeah thor black widow and yeah and iron man yeah thor black widow and iron man that's what i meant i still have these figures like everywhere inside my house here i have many many of them he always said earlier that sometimes your kids would just want to play with them i would do that too sometimes because as a kid, you would have many imaginations. A kid, they can make a game out of a single pebble. So were you? So did you build your own levels in there? That was something I never quite got into. Like it could get elaborate when you're trying to build all sorts of contraptions, traps, schemes. So were you actually a builder in the game? Tried it once and almost worked, but it didn't work. I do think though, like just playing around, doing some quests, and fooling around and doing it all at the same time and repeating the system over a little boring which made the game not as fun but i would keep doing it because I'm a huge and giant fan of marvel and disney things like i watch disney plus at least two or three times every day with this marvel thing like you could just go into the game and instantly be, act like you're the character and you get to do all the hulk smashes or iron beams and fight people so who'd you That's say was the go-to character for 2.0 uh, the go uh, iron man black widow and thor but my go-to character was Hulkbuster. Oh, the Hulkbuster. Yeah, see, I was, was going to say, Hulk was Hulk himself was the one I think I ended up using most often because he could climb the buildings when you got him fully bulked up and just could yeah. really wreck things pretty easily. Was that our Iron Man if I needed to fly, I think? And the Hulkbuster is basically them just combined. You could get a two-in-one right there. Yeah, best of both. That one, though, I think that one might have been a limited edition for a while because found him one time not knowing anything about it being limited edition, but came back to get another other one because we were going to get it from one of my friends, but no store had it and it was no longer online. Like, so we immediately thought that it was limited edition and some characters were because you can't always make characters over and over again. That's one of the reasons why Skylanders went down in fall and why they didn't do so good. Oh yeah, this this stuff was expensive. Like, I mean, this is what I was referencing earlier. You know, I mean, we went in and just kind of cleaned out abandoned Toys R Us's to, to stockpile. I mean, I can't imagine. There's no way we would have even gotten close to uh, getting the amount of them that we have. And again, same thing. My, you know, we've played through... We didn't play really 1.0. We played through 2.0. We did... That's what Spider, I did. Yeah, we did Spider-Man, we did Guardians, we did the Avengers game. I love the Guardians one. Oh, yeah, the Guardians one was good. We played through that one a few times. Um, yeah, and that then, one and most memories in that one. Yeah, and then we did the 3.0 also. The, the, the Star Wars, I want to say, uh, really the Clone Wars era one, I think, was the one that my, my kids had more fun with. But again, the same thing, though. They'll, they'll be like, hey, we're just going over and we're just playing with the figures for this, too. And then they'll go in and play the game uh, and just kind of act out the same battles. They'll just open up like a like a treehouse setup and just throw in a bunch of enemies and uh, just kind of make up their you own game as anything. they go too. Yeah. Goodbye. Like, let's say your kids. I don't know if they are, but if they're a fan of Legos, like you could just take those figures instead, act like they're Legos instead, because you those figures are similar to Lego figures. Like you can make imagination out of them. You can do anything with them, and you can play with them. It'd be easier if you just played with them because you already have them. 
I remember one time I wanted to play on Marvel Story. And this one ended up with a bunch of the characters dying because that's what I always imagined that as a little kid, playing off a bunch of the characters. That's what I would do all the time, like just with them, kill them off, bring them back to life, and just repeat the system over again. It was much, it wasn't as much fun as playing the actual game was. You couldn't climb walls unless you had to actually climb it with by yourself. And that's the one thing, the only reason why I didn't do it as much as I played the game. Because the game, you could actually use superpowers, you could actually launch the arrows by Hawkeye, you could actually use a unibeam that's the thing that separates the game from the actual toy to life stuff you can use everything you can use your imagination the toy to life actual games brings the imagination to reality i'll say i mean that was very well put and the other thing i'll just add to i just like the visual visual aesthetic of the figures themselves and how they really brought together you know all the old school disney they had the modern stuff they had like the the baymax and big hero 6 stuff in there frozen marvel star wars and they they all made it work together like visually like they put everything from disney from all of disney history you could grab any disney character you wanted and just put it in almost all the disney movies created into one thing and put like that's thousands or even ten thousands of hours of movies just watched there the one single cd or three single cds that you can just put in your tv and reenact them yourselves or play the actual storyline part of it i preferred playing the more the one where you can do anything freely than the actual storyline the storyline i would get lost sometimes Thanks for walking us down your three there. We're going to move into the honorable mentions now. We're going to talk about a couple of games here. First of all, we're going to start off with Spider-Man, specifically the Miles Morales edition. 4.6 rated on Channel 3. We got a fresh batch of ratings recently having had the PC version released. So tell us, how did uh, how did Miles Morales, what, how'd that make your, uh, your next set of game rankings here? I always was a giant fan of Marvel, like I said earlier. The one character that always sticked out to me in that thing was Spider-Man. And I always imagined the PS5 came out that I always wanted to get it. I never could. And eventually, once I saved up $500, first game I got, this was on Christmas, I got Miles Morales, put it in, uploaded it, and I stayed up till 1 o'clock in the morning that night to start it and play it. got through a couple of the parts, then I just kept playing and playing and playing. And it was the fastest game. I completed it in less than four days. I would eventually just keep starting over and playing it and figuring out more secrets. Last level, though, I got stuck on for like two hours. I had to do a little cheating by calling something by Google, figuring out what it means by slinging something to another thing because it wouldn't do it. But Miles Morales, like, originally liked the Spider-Man because I was at a friend's house and I played with him a bunch, the Spider-Man version. And I really loved it. Me and him repeated it over again, and we each took turns. But I liked the villains more for Miles Morales, because knowing that Miles had a giant friend from before he moved, that it was all just a big portrayal, and that she worked for a supervillain organization, just made it more of a storyline game than the actual game. Like, visualize your own movie. I want a new Miles Morales movie. Glad that new Spider-Man movie's coming out. I could just imagine the storyline while playing it. Like... I just have to sit here and tell myself not to go nerd off about that trailer that we just got for Across the Spider-Verse. So we're not going to go into the... That was an amazing trailer. I've been crossing way too much into the movie discussions. I'm going to just pull the ripcord back from that myself. I just have to ask because the Spider-Man games are responsible for my most platinum trophies on PlayStation. Uh, Did you actually get to, you know, do the new game plus, get the platinum trophy in here? Um, I haven't done that yet, but I'm going to try that when I, before I, I'm going to try that on Monday, most likely. Nice. Good so luck. I'll probably be able to. 
I'll tell you, you know, listen, it's okay. You got to Google some of these things. That's okay. See, back in my yeah. day, you had to go take $20, go to a store and buy a book that was like, you know, three inches thick to try to find that one piece of information you couldn't figure out was there. So a quick Google to a wiki or an IGN site, a lot better than having to go buy a Brady Games book. Yeah, because if it's me imagining what you just said, like if I had to one thing that, and this was, let's say this was the only thing I ever needed to do on that game. It's not. If it was that I would just have to buy $20 book just for one simple thing in the like a hundred page thing would be the most frustrated thing ever. Oh, what a time to be alive. <laughs> I still think though the fate. One thing that made me more excited in that game was the swinging. I always wanted to like actually swing as Spider-Man. That's the one thing that I mostly just did. Like sometimes I wouldn't even play the game. I would just go in and swing. The swinging's great. And my daughter, I mean, I mean, she was, she's eight. She's about to turn eight. And even with the, uh, maybe by the time she was five, all she wanted to do was just swing around the city, even herself. I'll tell you my, my biggest nerd moment, if I didn't mention it during another Spider-Man discussion, the first time you go on a stealth mission and you yank somebody out, up and and hang them off the oh, wall yeah. like yeah no i'm in i'm done i'm a, I'm a mark for that i still i'm gonna play it again soon for that trophy you said that's where when i first figured out how to do the stealth thing i just snuck up behind everyone like i just abandoned the mission and did it for like an hour and just stealth everyone and hung, hung everyone up to either lamppost wall Sometimes I, I would have to knock out a few guys. I don't know what they're going to do for two because Miles is flat out overpowered by the end of the game. Yeah, really abrupt. They got to make a second version of it. Like, if they made a second version of it, done. Take my money. I'll do the pre-order. I don't really care. I just want to play another one. Of hey, it's coming in the fall. They they said we're getting it by fall 2023. So get ready. Start saving. Yeah, I'm definitely going to save up for that. Next, my birthday's in the fall, so that's even more helpful. Next game on the list, you have Wii and Switch Sports. So, I mean, the first question has to be, where where did you play Wii Sports? Do you own a Wii? I own a Wii. You own a Wii. That's amazing. So, which sport do you like best to play? Uh, bowling. On both of them, or it's just on the Wii Sports? Uh, both of them. Both of them. Hey, Ray, I think, his, I think his attorney had something to say about who exactly owned that Wii. I heard some grumbling <laughs> in the background there. I, I mean, I'm always surprised. I, I do have seventh graders who tell me, um, you know, yeah, I have an Xbox 360. And I, and I always like, you do? Are you sure? So, I mean, it always shocks me when anyone has anything I, back I have, from 2006. I have to remind my seven and nine year old. No, no, no. You, you don't have a Wii. <laughs> There's a Wii in our Sweet. home. You, you don't own a Wii. There's a Wii at the house. Wii is his, but the Wii U is mine. Like the okay. Wii U, I actually own. That is mine, <laughs> and he cannot say that that's his. All right. So, which has the better motion controls, the Wii Sports or the Switch Sports? Um, I have played the Switch Sports with my friends, and they easily switched to me as better motion controls. I remember on the Wii goes, I would just play bowling with my cousins and friends. But anytime I let go of one single button, and it wasn't even like a little bit off of it would say please hold your butt please put your finger on this button otherwise the game won't work it just like sometimes it'd be frustrating like sometimes i'm about to have a really good thing lined it up perfectly and then it just says i didn't do it and this is the game i would actually be very competitive with my cousins about this like every time we went to the end we would have our the wii or wii u just hook it up to wii sports and we played a bunch of different sports like we play volleyball it was volleyball we would play ping pong we would do a flying game i forget what it's called but bowling we mostly competitive and one time i fling the wii controller a little bit too much and it kind of flew downstairs oh no that's what the wrist is that's what the wrist is for 
Gotta tie the wrist guard in. Yeah, there's probably be a label also on the controller that says it. That did maybe that wouldn't happen. I think every game tells you to do it, if I remember correctly. <laughs> All right, let's look to the future. One game that you are looking forward to, and that is Hogwarts Legacy, which I think a lot of people are looking forward to. Yeah. So first question is, when you get the game, which house, which house do you want to join? Most people would obviously say like Slytherin or Gryffindor. Those are like the obvious like, picks because those are obviously the two favorites and most mentioned throughout either of the Harry Potter games or movies or series because that's what they mostly mention. That's where most of the main characters come from. Like, yeah, Harry Potter, Hermione, and Ron right there. And Draco Malfoy, also a big character. He's from Slytherin. I would start in Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw, okay. So, Ravenclaw, do you, have you taken any Harry Potter tests? Are you a big reader? Why Ravenclaw? Um, it's for, mostly one of the characteristics of it is you're very smart. I am one of those things right there. I'm definitely smart. Wish, though, that there was an actual house that one of the things says sports. That'd be nice. That's true. None of when the game comes out, I definitely will do the quidditch. Ray, okay. before before you go further, Ray, hold on, Ray. You got to answer that question too. I need to know, like, what have you done the Pottermore? What, what what's the basis here? What, you, what what's the house you're hoping for, Ray? Oh, I'm a, I'm a Gryffindor, and yes, I do the Pottermore. I'm all I'm all about the Harry Potter stuff. I'm See, all, I said Gryffindor is an obvious pick. I'm all Gryffindor. Hey, I'm very listen, I'm an obvious person. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you back off of this Gryffindor slander, kid. There's none of I'm none a of Gryffindor that here. person all day. So the game says. Or rumored that you could actually go down a dark path. So if you're given the option of the game, are you going to stick as the full-on good guy? Or are you going to, you know, look into these dark art abilities? I'm going to go instantly to the dark art abilities. No hesitation, right? No hesitation. <laughs> instantly. Instantly to the dark. That's the, that's the same kid yelling YOLO and running off in Fortnite. That's the, that's the same player I, I, I've seen there. Oh, man. All right. So There's are no you... Hesitation. Are you a fan? So, you know, you, you had a lot of strong opinions about this Harry Potter and the obvious choices. Have you watched all the movies? Have you read the books? Where is um, your Harry Potter fandom from? I've read all the books and watched all the movies. But I do realize, like, some things in the movies aren't in the books. And some things, like, and when I mean some things, I mean a lot of things from the books are not in the movies. This is true. This is true. How do you feel about that? I don't prefer the movies. Like, the movies, you can actually experience it, but you've read all the books, right? I have. Like, well, some of the deaths that are in it mm-hmm. are not even mentioned at all in the movies. Because in some of the... And how they died aren't mentioned. Because I remember in movie 7 and 8 and book 8, there was... I saw that Snape was really the one who killed. It was George or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was George Weasley that died. Snape was really the one that actually killed him on accident because he was fighting someone else. Really, he was on... He was fighting someone on his... On his... On the side that he was really just pretending to be on. And he accidentally casted a spell. It accidentally hit George. But that part... All you heard in the movie was George is dead. Nothing happened. You don't even know how he died. Just leaves him straight dead on the ground. You don't even know what happens. I'm going to tell... I'm going to tell my wife about this conversation. The, um... Because she is an English teacher, and she's going to be very happy to hear about this. To hear to hear about kids who are happy about the books and reading the books. It also makes me happy too. This this is warming my heart, by the way. But we're gonna but we're gonna move on to one of the last questions of the day. So, bam! One of the things we do during the course of the podcast is we pull up a quest, a question from the Channel Three history, and bring it up here for you to discuss. And we asked. About your favorite Pokemon starter type. Is it fire? Is it water? Is it grass? And why? I chose fire. And one thing, going back to the thing that you just said, that I would instantly pick evil and go instantly in that Harry Potter thing. Fire, 
represents like fire. You think of fire, it's like fire could be a bad thing, but fire could also be like a pat, like a pure, like a part of you that's just evil. It represents something like a big spark in you that represents something. And when I go to Pokemon, like you think of Charizard, one of the most first Pokemon cards and one of the most favorite Pokemons in the game or in the show, you instantly think like fire is most powerful. And this time, unlike some people where they didn't listen to the rules, like you love your rules in the quest. I listened to the rules. I chose fire because I think that fire represents a big spark of like mischief and wanting to do a bunch of things like Fortnite. Like I said, I just love getting a bunch and tons of kills. That fire, and I think like fire, I have fire inside of me whenever I try to do any of that stuff. Ray, fire represents Ray. a part of me. Ray, we got a video game philosopher here. I, I don't know. I remember there was a whole series of books of like the philosophy of South Park and other, you know, silly pop, cu- silly pop culture items. If there is not a uh, philosophy of Pokemon book and course available, uh, I think we have a future scholar on our hands here. I was going to say, we need the philosophy <laughs> of Bam Monty right here. We gotta write I this do think down. though. Pokemon's going into a bad era right now. Uh oh. Have you heard the rumors about Ash being removed from the series? Not it's not a rumor. Not a rumor he is. Chief. Not a rumor. New, we're having I'm new characters. I know. I know he's not going to be in anymore, but in everyone's hopes and dreams, they hope it's just a rumor and they're just going to stop it. Because this is the thing that'll probably ruin Pokemon. If anything from the Pokemon shows instantly goes down, the most likely thing about, but if they, when they d- bring him to be no longer in the shows pokemon will be probably ruined for a long time like he's one of the main parts why they actually did good dude's been 10 years old for a quarter century he finally got his win let him have some rest it's true he's been 10 for 25 years yeah that is big thing like in reality he's now 35 like if we go into another pokemon show and we see a 35 year old ash i do not know how i'm gonna feel about that right i do i I do not like the tone of this 35 year old the the, making it sound like 35 (laughs) is ancient here this is ancient we're gonna take that down about three notches you're at like an eight and we need you at a five okay all right we get to the last question which we ask everybody ben monty you're using this site all the time what's been your favorite part of channel three my favorite part of channel three is like i'm like we said in the beginning i'm big at playing fortnite and i always needed a ton of people to play sometimes my friends would be playing sometimes they wouldn't but when i go into channel three like i see all these people that like certain games or want to play games you could just, just get a certain amount of people that like this game you could just ask them if they want to play and most people on the community will play whenever they want or play with you and i just like the community mostly like i like all the quests i like target and i definitely think that you should hire me because i definitely want to quick cheat sheet on that target that would be nice i mean i saw you got one pixel today bam bam. listen i want to explain something the way the way you threw cheat out there i want you to understand something there are days like right now i've got until the middle of january programmed for the non-fortnite targets there are days where ray and i program it the night before and you could put a gun to our head and tell us to find where the spot is that we programmed in the night before and it's not going to happen I think it's happened twice in the past week for me. It's saw that one one hundred. Wasn't that yeah. yesterday? Oh no, I put in I put in about fifteen days at the same time. And then I the next day I had no idea what I had done. Like like I, yeah. like you've never seen it before. You go in like I, I don't even remember. It doesn't help Fortnite right now. Like, oh look, it's a castle where it's snow. I like, was I was yeah. really confident. Are, I don't like the castles. I like, was extremely Yeah, no, the castles look all the same. I was really confident yesterday and clicked right away and I was a hundred and something off. 
I, tra- I, I completely fooled myself. This is the place that I go. Like, when the motorcycle quest happened on Channel 3, Joe got that lucky a million. I know how to now get 7 million because there's a quick crash that's going to be fixed soon. But when I kept trying that, I would land there all the time because I know there was two guaranteed motorcycles mm-hmm. and a bunch of decent maps in that location. So I just go there. And so when I saw it, I'm like, oh, I know where this is. Instantly tapped. Got it. Like today's same thing happened. Instantly knew where it was. Tapped it. Got it. With that, we've made it to the end of another episode. We thank our guests again, c3.gg slash Monty. You can find the podcast at c3.gg slash podcast. We drop them every Wednesday morning at 3.33 a.m. Eastern on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I am El Ray. Dan Tucker runs this whole show. Thank you again, Ben Monty. Everyone have a Welcome good day. Wait, does that mean I see the first game? Nope, this is where Dan talks, but something okay. happens. Oh. <laughs> I think he's pointing up a finger to wait a minute. Yeah, it's okay because none of this, well, some of it might end up on the show or Dan will cut it all out. It's up to him, really. Yeah. I feel like he's trying to tell a story with his fingers. Whatever. Dan can also, he can type to me if something were to go terribly wrong, too. I don't There's know. Dan. Dan, you're quiet. Have... Yeah, I'm quiet. Okay, hang on. Getting a little out. Do I sound amazing. better? You sound better now. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Apparently, my microphone decided it needed a hard reset in the middle of all this. So great that 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 disaster in the middle. Uh, Joel will be happy as there will be another. <laughs> there will be another post credit stinger. I've got to add yeah. in afterwards. Awesome. Yeah,